just when you thought there was no hope for baby boomers. It's the Rational Boomer Podcast. Logic, common sense, compassion. Yeah, who knew? Now, here's Mike. We are back on the Rational Boomer Podcast this Labor Day of 2021. And here I am, laboring away. Now, nah, don't let me kid you. Anytime I have the opportunity to sit in front of a microphone and talk to you folks or be in front of a camera on Instagram or TikTok or wherever, that's a great joy to me. I mean, being here, being in front of a microphone is like home to me. And what's ironic is I'm in front of a microphone feeling at home in my own home. So how much better could that be? Now, you know, I spent 40 years in radio, and while I enjoyed that career and that business, I always had somebody above me telling me what I could say, what I couldn't say, how I should say it, and when I should say it. That always pissed me off, but what are you going to do? You got to pay the bills, you got to feed the kids. I got two big boys, and they ate like horses, so it was expensive. So you did what you had to do. But you plow through that, and you get to where I'm at now, and Now I get to do something I've always loved in my own home, and I can do it unencumbered. I don't have a boss to tell me what to do. My friends and family know better than to tell me what I should and shouldn't do, because I'll just do the opposite. So I get to sit here and talk to you about some of the things going on in this country, around the world, and maybe some fun stuff, too. So this is a great joy to me, to be able to do this, even on Labor Day. It may be work for some people, but not me. I'm having fun, and hopefully we all can have some fun with this. And speaking of fun, I'm contemplating doing something else, adding something to this show. And it's kind of weird. It's not weird, but it's it's not going to be within a show. It's going to be like a separate show. It'll still be part of Rational Boomer. It won't be a second podcast, but it will be a brief departure every now and again within this podcast. And I'll tell you about that later, and I'm really looking for some input as to what you think about the idea. I love the idea, but that's me. And I don't do this just for me. I do this for you. So it's important to understand what you think and how you feel, but I think you're going to like it. So stick with me on this podcast. And toward the end of the podcast, I'll tell you what I'm thinking of doing. And uh, then you tell me what you think. Well, we've got all this bullshit going on down in Texas. Uh, We know we've got all kinds of voter suppression. We had the uh, Senate and the House down there uh, voting on voter suppression laws. We know all the politicians that took off and tried to stop it by not having a quorum in Texas. Well, they came back. They voted on it. They passed all these voter suppression laws. And then, just to top it off, if you haven't had enough, they come up with these bullshit Texas anti-abortion laws. Well, it's an interesting law. It's kind of a bullshit law, and I don't know that everybody understands it completely. You see, it's not a law in the sense that if you do this wrong, if you have an abortion that you're going to get picked up, handcuffed, and sent to jail. Because they can't do that. Because, federally speaking, abortion is legal. 
What they did here is to create some chaos, create some difficulty for people in around abortions. They did this to start the conversation within the Supreme Court about Roe v. Wade. Now, that's been the law for 50 years. Abortion is legal. Whether you like it or not or whine about it or not, it is legal, and there's nothing you can do about it. Well, Texas is thinking they can, so they passed this law. But you have to understand how the law works. Again, somebody has an abortion. They don't get picked up, handcuffed, and sent to jail. That can't be. In fact, in this law that Texas just passed, it really doesn't affect the person having the abortion. You're probably thinking, how does that make any sense? Well, how the fuck does anything make sense in Texas these days with Greg Abbott as governor and all the bullshit Republicans running around like chickens with their heads cut off? None of it fucking makes sense. So you need to understand how this law works. It's kind of a crazy, jerry-rigged, workaround bullshit law. And here's how it goes. They can't outlaw abortion because, federally speaking, it's legal. So they come up with this law where law enforcement can't enforce it because it's a federal law. So what are they going to do? They're going to create chaos. They're going to create trouble for people involved in the abortion process. They're going to try to stop it before it gets to the abortion. Now, once the abortion is had, the woman can't be uh, in trouble under this law because they just can't do that. So here's what they do. They make it so that anybody that would assist or give an abortion is going to pay a price. But not a legal price. Well, a legal price, but not a like a felony or something like that where you're going to be arrested. What happens is, in Texas currently, and remember the Supreme Court refused to block it, our conservative Supreme Court, what they can do is you got a state full of vigilantes now, or rats, as they call it in the mafia. So if you know of somebody who maybe gave somebody a ride to an abortion, maybe helped her pay for it, maybe a nurse who's assisting her prior to the abortion, or the doctor doing the abortion, in Texas, now they can be sued. Now who's going to sue them? Fucking anybody. Anybody can sue any of these people for doing what they're doing with a federally legal process. And that's what Texas is doing. So now you find out some Uber driver gives uh, a woman a ride to get her abortion. Now, technically, any Joe off the street can sue that Uber driver for $10,000 according to the law in Texas. It's fucking ridiculous. Or maybe they find out about a nurse who helps somebody get an abortion in an abortion clinic. Now, any Joe off the street can sue them. What's funny is they set up a website. I can't remember what the website address is, and I don't even want to give it to you anyway. But they set up this website so people can give tips on who's helping people get abortions. I mean, it's like the McCarthy era and the... uh, communist situation. You're going to have everybody ratting everybody else out in hopes of getting $10,000. There's no control over it. We know how many idiots there are in Texas, so 
they're just throwing it out there. They're trying to make it difficult to get for people to get abortion. They can't outlaw it yet until they overturn <clears throat> Roe v. Wade. So they're going to make it difficult. Now, they put up this website. And uh, as TikTok is known to do when they hear about websites like this or for Donald Trump or something like that, they tend to ruin it for them. <laughs> so as soon as everybody got the address, everybody attacked that website. There were people putting in stupid shit, just burying it in comments and fake tips and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> in fact, one woman, she ended up on the national news. She put in, Governor Abbott's butt stinks. <laughs> Why would you even do that? <laughs> but what they did is they did just the same thing that the Republicans are trying to do. They're trying to create chaos and mess and give reason to talk about overturning Roe v. Wade. So in turn, people on TikTok and Instagram now attack their website with all kinds of chaos and bullshit. You reek, you reek, well, they do reek, but they you reap what you sow, and that's exactly happening to the Republicans in Texas. Now, another interesting turn of events came out of this, the um, internet provider or the provider of the website to uh, this Texas group that has this website where you can rat on other people. Well, that was GoDaddy. Now, GoDaddy came out a couple days ago and says, yeah, no, you're not using our services for that fucked up website. You're going to have to find someplace else. Now, no doubt they will find someplace else. But what a way to start out your genius process of turning everybody in Texas against everybody else, like you haven't done that already. So all these people are trolling your website. It's chaotic. It's a mess. And then your uh, website provider said, uh, yeah, you can't use us anymore. Now, no doubt they'll find someplace else. But this whole thing is a mess. It can't continue because it's a joke. It's poorly perceived, and it's poorly run, and this thing will go by the wayside ultimately. But it's a telling situation when our Supreme Court won't say, no, you can't do this to obstruct a legal federal law, something in the Constitution. Now, our Supreme Court has said, yeah, no, you can't do this. But we've got five members, five conservative members, that said, no, that's cool, go ahead and do it. And now there are other states looking to do this sort of thing, which is um, interesting. Interesting to say the least. I really have trouble understanding Republicans' strategy coming up to this 2022 election. Now we know they are starting to feel like they can't win an election legally because the era of the old white man is going away because they're all dying off you got more people of color you've got women you've got all kinds of people that don't like what the republicans are doing but still the republicans are trying all these things trying to game the situation so that when the election comes around even if they can't win they do win because they game the situation but here's the deal I believe they've gone too far. I believe they've already shot themselves in the foot. Now, yes, you can try to suppress laws, 
voting laws. But that doesn't mean anything if there's a huge turnout. It just means there's less easy ways for people to vote. But if people want to vote, they can find a way to vote. Now, you always hear the Republicans say, no way, 81 million people voted for Joe Biden. Well, you know why 81 million people voted for Joe Biden? An unprecedented amount, something you've never seen before? It's not cheating. It's about people fucking being scared of Donald Trump getting in for another four years. People who would normally sit on their ass, not do anything, not vote, got up and said, fuck it, we ain't doing this again, and they voted. And that's why there were 81 million people that voted for Joe Biden. Now, the thing about it is, is you would think if you're going toward the 2022 election, a party like Uh, the Republicans, who are having problems anyway, anyway, would want to do something to attract more voters. In fact, the Republicans think they have 2022 in the bag. They're going to win big. They're going to get back the House and the Senate, and then they're going to take control of things. And the reason they think this is because of history. You see, in history, not always, but frequently what happens is You get a Democrat elected president or a Republican elected president. By the midterms, people are getting a little upset with some of the things going on, so it goes the opposite direction. We have a Democratic president, so naturally a Republican Senate and House would win out. And vice versa, if it were a Republican president, we saw it with Trump, and then we got the Democratic folks in the House and the Senate at the midterm. But here's the deal. You can base things and figure things out based on history if history is consistent. If everything applies historically, then yes, that's a reasonable thought. But take a look at what's going on now, all the investigations, all the exposures, the insurrection. Donald Trump flapping his lips, screwing it up for everybody. All those things. What's going on now has never, ever happened historically in this country. It's a fucking mess. And the Republicans have lots of problems. And if they're betting on history to win their Senate and House control in 2022, they may not see everything. You can base things on something that is consistently happening in history, but what we have happening right now is neither consistent or even normal. So if it's not consistent, not historically normal of what's happening now, how can you apply that equation to 2022? You can't. You've never seen this before, so to suggest that 2022 is a given for the Republicans is absolutely stupid. It's not going to happen. In fact, what I'm guessing is by 2022, after all is exposed and all is done, or at least in the process of being done, the Republicans are going to get fucking blown out. They aren't going to have a way to answer to the insurrection question, the investigations, the problems, the scandals. And then you throw on top of it this thing with the anti-abortion and the voter suppression. You see, what's going on here 
As much as a political party wants to attract more voters, our Republican Party is doing just the opposite. What they're doing is they're pushing away voters, but they still think because of history they're going to win. And that makes no fucking sense. And that means what the Republicans doing are fucking stupid. They've done it for four and a half years. It's no reason to believe they won't do it now. See, here's the deal. You try to suppress the vote so people of color can't vote as easily as they normally would have. Well, what does that do? Does it game the system so that you can win? Well, it's maybe an attempt. But what you've also done is alienated all people of color because you're trying to take away their rights. How do you think the people of color are going to react like that? During the 2020 election, you thought, oh, you had all the suburban moms on your side. But because of your actions, the Republicans didn't get the suburban moms, and that's why they lost 2020. Now you throw in this anti-abortion thing in Texas, and you want to see it spread throughout the country. The evangelicals are a one-item group. They only care about one thing, and that's the abortion issue. So these Republicans think they can attract the evangelicals, keep them on their side, keep the base of 25 to 30 percent of this country on their side. So we're going to do this anti-abortion bullshit ploy that's not going to work. But they'll see how we want to overturn Roe v. Wade. But here's the problem. You go into Texas, maybe you go into some other states and you put this anti-abortion thing up. And yeah, you might get 20, 25, maybe 30% of these fucking clowns that are only thinking about abortion. But what you've also done is alienated women because you're taking away their rights. You think you can win an election by taking away the rights from 50% of this fucking country? How stupid are you? That's ridiculous. Between the voter suppression and the anti-abortion shit, you're knocking out like 65% of this country. You're trying to take the rights away from 65% of this country, and you think that's a win. Somehow you think you can still win an election with a bunch of old, white, racist, misogynist men. Well, I'm sorry, those people are dying out. The population of people of color is growing closer and closer to a majority closer than you'd like to see. And for decades and decades, these white misogynist Republican men have constantly been trying to shut down women and their rights. These women are strong. They're smart. They're not going to let you fuck with them. People forget, people forget that uh, during the 60s, when we had the civil rights and all this sort of stuff, there was also a lot going on with women's rights. Remember Gloria Steinem, Billie Jean King, all those people? They were fighting for rights for women. And it wasn't that long ago, 60s and 70s. Did you know in the 1960s, if you were a woman, you couldn't own a credit card? No, you legally couldn't own a credit card. Women's sports was zero. They completely disregarded it. They didn't even have any. Billie Jean King was one of the people that pushed the Title IX thing through. 
give some rights to women to play sports, give them some legitimacy, give them equal opportunity. A lot of people, a lot of white Republicans kicked about it. But you know, as we watch it now, turns out it was a pretty good thing. There's a lot of great women's sports out there. A lot of girls getting scholarships they never would have gotten had it not been for Billie Jean King and all the other people behind the Title IX. So my point of this whole issue is the Republicans think they can take rights away from people of color and women and still win a fucking election. I'll get Democrats and I'll get Republicans. Well, you know what always happens at the midterm, the opposite group wins. So the Democrats won the presidency. Naturally, the Republicans are going to win. I beg to differ because, as I said, It's a whole different situation than any time in history. You're taking rights away from women. You're taking rights away from people of color. You think they're going to vote for you? Fuck no. They're not going to vote for you. You got to think about this. People are all upset about the Republicans in Texas with voter suppression, anti-abortion, people in Florida, People in Georgia, people in Alabama, South Carolina, they're doing all these things. These are naturally red states. These are states the Republicans could count on in a presidential or a Senate or a House election. But now they've gone and pissed off a large percentage of people that are Republican in their states. So you know what's going to happen. It's conceivable that those states will boil down to just the 20 or 30 or 35% of the base, and everybody else will say, fuck it, you're not taking away my rights. So instead of trying to win this election in 2022 or 2024, you're going to turn a lot of people blue because you're scaring the fuck out of them. Just like you scared the Democrats and why they sent Joe Biden to the presidency with an unprecedented 81 million votes. See, this is the funny thing. Everybody's up in arms about what the Republicans are doing. They think they're so smart about what they're doing. But the fact of the matter is, they're fucking up. And if you think 2022 is a given and it's going to the Republicans, whether you be Republican or Democrat, you're fucking wrong. Because it's a totally different situation. They're in trouble. They're in big trouble. And because of that trouble... Well, we'll talk about that in the next segment. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Republican Party is going through a lot of shit. There's a lot of investigations. There's indictments coming. There's trials. There's all kinds of problems. But there are many Republicans out there that will say, see, it's all a hoax. Nothing is happening to them. Nothing is going on. See, I told you it was a hoax. But that isn't the worst part for me. The worst part is the Democrats who will say, oh, nothing's ever going to happen to these guys. Nothing ever happens to these guys. Donald Trump is a Teflon Don. And they just don't see it. First of all, there's got to be some patience. When you're dealing with the law, it takes time. It doesn't happen like on 
NCIS or cops, where somebody knocks on the door, grabs them by the hair, puts them in cuffs, and drags them to jail. That's just not realistic, especially when you're dealing with politicians who have a lot of lawyers and a lot of shit going on to make it more chaotic. But still, people think that's what should be happening. And if that's not happening, then nothing's ever going to happen. Well, I'm here to tell you that is bullshit. It takes time. There is a process. There is a legal process. And it's incumbent on them to make sure that they do it right so they don't screw it up. You don't want to let a Donald Trump or a Donald Trump Jr. or Steve Bannon or any of these people get away free and easy because somebody fucked up. It's bad enough Donald Trump pardoned Bannon and some and Roger Stone and some others. But they're in trouble still, so they may end up in jail anyway. But this all takes a process. But everybody wants a sign. We want to see that things are breaking down. Well, there are some signs out there that you're maybe not paying attention to. And maybe because it's kind of hidden in a sense. Unless you're aware of it, unless you're watching it, you may not realize what's going on. So I'm going to tell you something to watch for. We've got a bunch of investigations. We've got a lot of Republicans under the microscope. We've got people in Congress for the insurrection. They're getting their phone calls. They're getting documents from other agencies about that insurrection, specifically about those Congress members. We've got all kinds of investigations going in Georgia because Donald Trump, on audio tape, committed a crime when he talked to the Secretary of State trying to get him to flip the election just to get him 11,000 votes. We've got the insurrection incitement with Donald Trump on videotape. We've got all Donald Trump's tax records in the Manhattan District in New York. The evidence is there, and it's clear, and there's a desire to take this down because it's damaged this country very much. Maybe you're not seeing the indictments or the trials you want to see yet, but trust, they're coming. But if that's not enough, there's another way to tell that there is something going on. Watch the Republicans. Because they're the ones being investigated. They're the ones under the microscope. They're the ones that are very fucking nervous right now. And while you may or may not see an indictment, you can tell by the way the Republicans are acting. How are they acting? Fucking nervous. Fucking desperate. That's why they're doing these voter suppression laws. That's why they're doing this anti-abortion thing. They're trying to cloud the issues, make more noise to cover out what is to come. That's all they have left. And it's a desperate attempt. It is a Hail Mary pass that won't work. They're nervous about this stuff. You got Kevin McCarthy. Marjorie Taylor Greene and a few others threatening telecom companies. Well, if you let this stuff out, when we get in control, you're going to be in trouble. That's right. The Republican Party is trying to coerce telecom companies, which is fucking laughable. It's laughable when you think about it because these telecom companies are multi-billion dollar organizations you think Marjorie Taylor Greene has any power to scare these people? 
or even Kevin McCarthy. The fact of the matter is these telecom companies put money in their fucking pockets to serve them. That's the big problem. But now the Republicans are in a quandary because these people that have been supporting them and putting money in their pockets now have a legal obligation to release data and information about calls made around January 6th around the U.S. Capitol. Well, that puts the telecom in a tough situation, but they're not the ones that have no power. They're the ones controlling these fucked up Congress members. They're the ones putting the money in these members' pockets. And these members are supposed to be serving them. So they don't have any anything owed to these congressmen. And when the Department of Justice comes to you and tells you that you need to provide this information, you have a legal responsibility to provide it, regardless of who's threatening you or trying to coerce you, even if it's Congress themselves. So the telecom companies only have one uh, option. That's to provide the shit they're legally responsible to provide. And the Republicans are so desperate, so scared, that they will pull anything out of their ass. You've seen that before with people who are in a situation where they're cornered and they've got no way out. They just start throwing shit against the wall in hopes that something will stick because they know they're in a desperate situation and they know they're fucking done. It's like being in the water and drowning and just flapping your arms wildly, doing anything to stay above water. That's what these Republicans are doing. And that's my point. You're telling me that with all the investigations, there's not enough going on, not enough indictments, not enough trouble for these Republicans. And while, yes, that's true, we aren't seeing that part of it yet. And yes, it's true, it does take some time. But watch those fucking Republicans. They are flailing right now. They are trying to keep their head above water. They're throwing anything against the wall. They know it won't work, but they got to do something. That's your sign that the Republicans are in trouble. That's your sign that things are going to happen. People are going to be indicted. People are going to go on trial. And people are going to get convicted and sent to jail. The way you can tell is by watching the Republicans. Let's do the anti-abortion thing. Let's get a bunch of people on our side so we can cover up all the other shit that's coming down. Let's do the voter suppression because we want those people on our side, a bunch of chaos and noise to stop the other information that's inevitable. Let's threaten the telecom companies to not give this stuff out. Maybe, just maybe, they won't do it. They don't have an option. You see, that's the thing. These telecom companies give Congress members like Kevin McCarthy or Marjorie Taylor Greene or whoever the fuck, give them money to do their bidding. So basically, Kevin McCarthy is saying, well, if you give out that information, we're not going to do your bidding anymore. Well, good, motherfucker. That's not what you're supposed to be doing anyway. You're supposed to be serving the people of this country, not the rich corporations that want to benefit by making more money. That's what you've done all along. Now, Kevin McCarthy and the Republicans, you're caught between a rock and a hard place. The people that are paying you to do what they want you to do are now going to expose you for the criminal activity that you did. So what do you do? 
You get mad at them? And then they don't send you any money? Mo, that can't be good. All you can really do is threaten these people and you've got nothing to threaten them with. So if you're worried about not seeing as many indictments or not seeing the activity you think should be done, take a different look. Take a look at the Republicans. See what they are doing. They are desperate. They are flailing. They are scared. And that tells you something is going on. Because as much as we don't know anything about the investigation, they sure as hell know what the investigations are doing to them and their friends. They know what's going on. They know what's coming up. And they know what's going to be exposed. So if they're scared, you know some shit is ready to go down. So stop telling me that uh, these guys aren't going to get indicted. They're just going to get away with it. No, they're not. And the proof is in the pudding. The proof is in watching the Republicans. That's all you have to do. Watch the frickin' Republicans. Because they're scared to death. You know, we talked about Texas early on in the program. And what a mess it is. And it certainly is. Not only with the anti-abortion and the voter suppression. But with COVID. The shortness of hospital rooms. And all that kind of thing. But you know what place is worse than that? Fucking Florida. And that's sad to me because I know some people in Florida. I love some people in Florida. I love going to Florida. I like going to Orlando. I took my kids to Disney World. They're old now, but I'd love to take my granddaughter to Disney World. Fort Myers is beautiful. Marco Island, the Keys, Miami Beach. These are all fun places to go. But nobody wants to go there anymore. How do I know? Go to Priceline or one of your apps and check and see what a flight to go to Florida is. I did that just out of curiosity. A flight from Minnesota, Minneapolis, Minnesota, to Florida. Say Orlando. You know what the price of a round-trip ticket to Florida from Minneapolis is? $52. Both ways. $52 is the total price. How many times have you ever seen a flight from anywhere to go to Florida be $52? And you know why it's $52? Because nobody wants to fucking go there. And why? Because it's a cesspool of COVID. I mean, they got some seriously fucked up shit going on with COVID there. Total cases of COVID in Florida to date is 3.31 million cases in one state. The total amount of deaths in Florida, 46,324 deaths from COVID. That's in one state. Fuck. Did you know that in a short period of time, 29 cops in Florida died of COVID? Cops, 29 of them. Now, there's 120 cops that have died throughout the country, but 29 of them are in Florida. Oh, and then there's the employees from Miami school system. Fifteen people died in the Miami public school system in a period of ten days. Fucking ten days. And that, of course, is where Ron DeSantis doesn't want the mask mandates. But fifteen people that work in that school district died in a period of ten days. 
those people had COVID and kids you've got that are unmasked potentially have the opportunity to get COVID. And now this new Delta variant is impacting children and impacting them seriously. This is Ron DeSantis's legacy. So who wants to go to Florida? You know, I've heard people call Ron DeSantis different things. Ron Satan. But one of the funniest things I just heard <laughs> is they were referring to Florida as DeSantistan. <laughs> yeah, it's unfortunate. Florida had been one of the true jewels of this country. The one place everybody went for vacation. Beautiful beaches, the theme parks, the Everglades. It's a great place to go. I've been there many, many times. I took my kids there probably four or five times when they were young. We went to Disney World at least three times. And now that I have a grandchild, I'd love to take her and her brother to Disney World. Just go down, enjoy the beach, and have some fun. But now we can't do that. And here's the troubling thing. The troubling thing is that Ron DeSantis is not only killing people down there with COVID, and we know the Trumplicans, the Republicans, don't give a shit about COVID, don't give a shit about people dying, but what they do worry about is money. That's all they care about, money. We know that. And here's the most fucked up thing for the Trumplicans and the Republicans. While they're killing a lot of people and they may not care about that, Ron DeSantis is also killing the most important thing in Florida's economy, tourism. They make most of their money from people coming down, spending money and visiting, enjoying themselves, having vacations down there. But now they've got to sell plane tickets for $52 to even go there because nobody wants to go there. So over and above killing people and making the whole state a cesspool of virus, they're also killing the economy by way of killing businesses and people's jobs because of their behavior. And even still, they don't want to recognize it. They don't want to acknowledge it. And they don't want to admit it. They'd rather double down, watch that fucking state burn down before they admit they were wrong. So they're caught between a rock and a hard place now. They can't, they can't admit they're wrong. All they can do is try to bide time or distract or cause chaos to try to cover up how they fucked up. But in the end, they will end up with a more fucked up mess than they already have. I feel bad for the people in Florida. 52% of the public is vaccinated, and that's good to hear. But there's 48% of the people unvaccinated, and that's because of Ron DeSantis. And by them being unvaccinated and the COVID running rampant throughout the state, it's affecting the people, it's affecting the economy, and there is no way out for Ron DeSantis or the state of Florida. It's going to end up a fucking mess. It's going to end up being destroyed. So for me to go back to Florida would be absolutely ridiculous. As much as I'd love to go there and see some friends and do some things down there, I can't, I can't do it. And clearly a lot of other people can't do it either. So, let's have some hopes and prayers that some sanity comes back to Florida. We don't want to see it destroyed, but it is on a path of destruction. 
All right. The last thing I wanted to talk about is an idea I have for an addition to the program. Now, when I say addition to the program, I don't mean I'm going to insert it in one of my regular programs. I want to add an extra program. I'm thinking of adding an extra program in addition to what I do with the Rational Boomer podcast, like you heard today. And I'm not talking about doing a second podcast, because that would be too much hassle, and I don't think there's a call for it. But here's the deal. I do my podcast, and it comes from Anchor.fm. Cool place. It's easy. It's free. It's it's not hard to do a podcast on Anchor.fm, and I'm not doing a commercial. You heard that earlier. (laughs) But anyway, I don't know if you knew this, but Spotify owns Anchor.fm. And what that means is any song on Spotify you can play in your podcast. That's always been a big problem with podcasts. You can't play music in it because who's paying the rights? And if you pay the rights, it just becomes um, prohibitive financially to do it, so nobody does it. But now, with where I do my podcast, Spotify allows me to input music. Now, I don't know that there's any need to put music into my regular program. But I'm thinking about doing this from time to time, maybe once a month, maybe twice a month. And it would be a program that brought a little happiness and joy as opposed to talking about some of this negative bullshit that we always talk about. And I thought what I would do is, given the fact I look at who primarily listens to this podcast, and they go from 44 to 65, that's mostly who listens to this. There's some younger ones too, but mostly it's that range and that's expected given who I am and what we talk about and who we are. And I'm cool with that. But I'm thinking, you know, when I was younger, I did spend some time as a DJ. I had fun with it. It wasn't something I wanted to do for a career, but I did do it. And I love the music of the mid-60s to the early 80s. Those are my years. Those are the soundtrack of my life. And there's so many great songs in there, and I happen to be one of these nutcases that knows a lot of trivia about music. Don't know why. It's just something that always interested me. And uh, I'm always spewing it from time to time when I hear certain songs. My wife does it too, so it's kind of an interesting thing when we're driving down the road. But anyway... What I wanted to do is another program in addition to this, but still part of the Rational Boomer thing because it ties in. I want to do a show maybe once or twice a month that spotlights the music of my life and the music of your life. You know, some of the great songs from the 60s, the 70s, and some of the 80s. And then intersperse it with a lot of trivia that you may not have known about those songs. And the reason I want to do it is because every day I come here and I talk and there's a lot of negativity and a lot of problems in this country that we need to talk about. I'm not going to stop talking about it. I'm not going to do fewer shows of this type. But every so often I want to do a show and I want to see what you think. Do a show that's kind of just spotlights music. We can just sit back, let go some of the bullshit we deal with every day, enjoy the music of our life the music of our soundtrack in our life, 70s, 60s, 80s music, and do it for about an hour show. Just do an hour show of the music. Throw in some trivia trivia 
information that you may not have known about the songs. And do nothing for that hour, but relax and enjoy the music. Now, I don't know if that's something you'd like me to do. I'd like to do it. But I'm not going to do it unless you like it. Because I'm only doing this show for you. I'm not doing this show as much for me, but for you. So, consider that. I think I'd call it... uh, (laughs) I try to tie in the new and the old. I call it uh, Boomer Bangers. And we just spend an hour talking about the music and playing the music. And then we get back to the regular Rational Boomer show. I'm not going to do anything different with the show you're listening to now. You won't get any fewer of the shows you listen to now. I'm just talking about an additional music show to get away from it for an hour. So I'm curious as to what you think. So I really want you to comment on this. And you can do that by going to rationalboomer at gmail.com. Just say, Mike, go ahead, do it. Or, Mike, don't do it. Or if you go to anchor.fm, look for Rational Boomer, you can leave a voicemail message there, too. It's a thought I had. I'm not going to do it unless a lot of people are interested in hearing that, because, as I say, I'm doing the show for you. So think about it. Anyhow, we're going to wrap things up for another Rational Boomer podcast. Hope you have a great week. We'll be back several times this week to talk more, keep you updated on what's happening. So you have a great week. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for listening to the Rational Boomer Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We'll see you next time.